Hello, and welcome to the Mint Gold Dust podcast. I'm Layla Sarper. I'm your new community manager. In this episode, you'll hear from Kelly Lavallee Hunt, CEO and founder of Mint Gold Dust. This is my first episode on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here and to be working in the NFT art space. We're going to be calling my segment Layla's World, where I interview people one-on-one, artists, people in the blockchain community, and people from my team. I'm lucky to be working alongside some really cool people here at Mint Gold Dust. At the time of this recording, we are just about to launch the Mint Gold Dust platform. It's a very exciting time for us. Kelly talks about some of the key differentiators of this platform and ecosystem, how she felt when she and the dev team ran the script and it worked, and also some chatting about what art and what gold dust mean to Kelly. I hope you enjoy. Mint Gold Dust is very similar in a marketplace uh, structure based on Ethereum and the Ethereum protocol. Um, we, it's a, it's a, it's a typical order book, um, marketplace, but when you really get in there as a collector, you start to recognize the differences in the piece the NFTs that are in there. The, the type of art that's in there is, is heavily curated by Eleonora Breezy, who's worked with Ai Weiwei for many years and very well known in the art in the art world, but also in the NFT space, she wrote the co-wrote the book uh, about the rare Pepe's. And um, I think three or four years ago, they, at the rare AF, um, they had an auction and where they auctioned these books off. She's, she, so she knows NFTs very, very well. And, and you really recognize that first thing when you come to the marketplace. Um, what, one of the things that, we really wanted to uh, maintain is the integrity of the art and the um, artists and the collectors. We wanted to make sure that they felt like they were welcome to our marketplace and that they were catered to. Because for me, that's what it's about. It's about the art, the artists, and the people that love those art pieces and that artist. So um, first, when an artist comes in and, and applies to come onto the platform, um, we offer them a space to, um, mint their own work, um, allocate royalties upon secondary sale. Um, and we also make sure that they have a place to, uh, like identify and, um, put their emotions, um, attach their emotions of why they created that piece to that piece. So we have a memoir section and that memoir section really speaks to the artist because creating a piece of work is one thing, but sharing with the world why you created it and the thought process behind it is something that really attaches the artist to that piece of work. It's not just about the piece of art anymore. It's really about the entire process. It's about the artist's feelings around it, their experience, their background, who they are, and the thought process that goes into that um, creation. And then the art piece itself. But we don't stop there. When a collector comes and signs up as a collector, we offer the collector, um, obviously, access to the marketplace and access to to bid on the different pieces. And then when they do sign up as a collector and they do create their profile, we offer offer them a, a special place to actually create their memoirs. So they can put in anything like 
GM, GN, or they can actually write things like this is why I actually uh, collected this piece of, of artwork or I love this uh, artist that's out there. Um, hopefully I'll be able to collect one of their pieces one day. We also offer curatorial services to our collectors. And we have an ecosystem around Mint Gold Dust platform where I've invested in a handful of companies that actually cater to um, this sector. So Illa Space, for example, a collector can connect their wallet and upload their pieces of artwork so they can geodrop um, like the Pokemon Go style geodropping of their NFTs, but curated around the world, they can put those pieces of artwork where they would like to have them on display um, as long as they're the owner of that piece and it's coming from their wallet. Um, they can also, um, as a collector, um, I've invested in a company called Gilded Finance, which um, is integrated into our platform. So you connect the wallet of your choice, whether you're an artist or a collector. And when that artist or collector is paid, that wallet is recognized. And then Gilded Finance offers a service for um, either receiving payments, um, issuing invoices, but also understanding from a tax perspective um, how much uh, of an income you have or a gain you have with those pieces of artwork. And I've also invested in a company called Smart Seal. So if you want to uh, NFT a physical object like a shirt or a piece of artwork or a bottle of wine, for example, you can actually do that with Smart Seal and their um, NFC. Uh, process. So we have an, and we have others, we have an ecosystem built around the marketplace, built around mint gold dust that supports this ecosystem. So it's, a, it's slightly different than other marketplaces out there. Um, we just kind of dig into what we are and who we are. And I think it, it works pretty well within our, in the, within our community. Yeah, absolutely. Eleonora was saying it's like an exper full experiential uh, NFT platform, which makes sense based on all the things you just described. Yeah, I think that the more um, we have in our community that's adding value, um, the more that each individual is really minting their gold dust and creating their gold dust of their life, um, I think the more we'll have um, a heavier and, and, and deeper connection, uh, with our artists and our community, our collectors, our creators. So I think it, it, it it's a compliment. So we're slightly different than other platforms in that way. Um, I, I love all the platforms out there. I mean, everything that I've seen, I'm just always, every, every day there's a new platform coming out and I'm always blown away by their uniqueness. And to me, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm another platform out there and I like to think that we're unique in that way that we really, um, cater to the artists and the collectors and the ecosystem around that. That's awesome. And could you explain gold, what gold dust means? Yeah. Um, I always tell people, you know, like I see somebody dance on the street, you know, I'm from Louisiana. So you go into New Orleans, you see people dancing on the street, you see them singing, you see them um, playing music, or you can walk into somewhere and you just taste the best food you'll ever taste. Um, 
And I, I kind of call that gold dust. So whatever you're creating and you're putting your heart and your soul into it, that's creating your gold dust. Um, it, you don't have to be the best singer in the world, uh, you, but you can just be singing from your heart. And that to me is gold dust. And, and that to me is why we, why, what mint gold dust is all about. We, we like to um, talk about our gold dust uh, and, and say, you know, this is the best recipe, for example. But when we're gone, how long is that recipe going to last? But if we mint it uh, on chain, then it should, it should stand the test of time, you know. Um, so minting your gold dust is just an opportunity for you to come and, and mint what you've created. And, and I think that if we really put our heart and soul into what we create and we meant it, um, then it's going to be here for a long time. And that's, that's kind of the thought process behind mint gold dust. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, okay. So if we're looking back at everyone's gold dust and we come to Kelly's, so what would yours be? Um, yeah, I, it's people, a lot of people have asked me that. It's funny that, that you asked me that because I always have a different answer every single time. <laughs> I think, um, you know, in, in, in our daily life, we try to always think that we're, you know, we're creating the best of what we're ever going to create. And, you know, when we minted for the first time the other night, we, we, um, ran the the script um i got kind of emotional about it and um that doesn't really happen usually with me and and especially not in front of my developers uh, <laughs> and um and so i you know I quickly kind of got myself together and but then said thank you to the guys and then you know got off the call and I was sitting there with my sister and she was like, wow, you got kind of emotional there. And I was like, well, we just kind of run, ran the script for the first time and it worked. And so I'm kind of, you know, we ran the smart contracts. I'm kind of happy about that. And I got kind of emotional. I just like, you know, tears filled up in my eyes. And I said, you know, I think this is my, my gold dust. And uh, she kind of laughed at me and I, and I, you know, it, I think every day you try to do something better in your life. You try to, you know, I, I studied Mandarin um, in Beijing and then I moved over to London to study Mandarin. And I thought this is going to be my legacy. This is my legacy. I'm going to teach, you know, I'm going to, you know, be this uh, person that has learned Mandarin, um, which is not an easy task. Um remembering Mandarin is probably the, the hardest task if you don't yeah. use it every day. Um, but I just thought that was my gold dust. And like every year um, I try to, you know, or every day I try to create my gold dust. And today, uh, yesterday, or when we ran the script day before yesterday, um, I was really excited uh, and I thought, oh, this is my gold dust. Um, now it seems to be that, you know, there's, it, it's always evolving. And I think that if we're always shooting for, you know, what keeps us excited and happy and, and we keep, you know, focused on creating our gold dust every day, it's going to change every day. We're going to be more, um, settled and more engrossed in what we're doing and what we're creating. And so, every time we do create something, it's just going to get better and better and better. And I think that to me is, 
that's probably why I have a different answer every single time somebody asks me that. But um, mm -hmm. so far, I really love our platform. I really love the artists that are coming to the platform. I love the collectors that are mentioning the platform and and talking to me about it. And um, so many people are interested in it. And um, I think that to me is is really exciting. And and creating an ecosystem is not about flipping NFTs. It's not about um, it's not about always, you know, making a, a ton of money. It's really about creating something that you love around the community that you care about. And which is one of the reasons why I've invested in other NFT platforms, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, to me, that that's the community that I love and I encourage. There's super rare, there's data. I love data, the data uh, platform. Um, and, you know, Illa Space is doing mind-blowing stuff. And um, there's so many opportunities out there for artists now, platforms for artists now to uh, mint their work. Uh, that yeah. makes me very happy. My grandfather was an artist. He was an artist in the French Quarter in New Orleans. And he didn't really have an outlet. If you didn't come to the French Quarter, you weren't buying beautiful, fine art. Um, so then he, he would paint signs. Um, he would do really big giant billboards. Sometimes I would drive down the highway as a child and see my grandfather up on a, on a, on a ladder on top of a billboard painting by hand a billboard. And so that's the way he fed his family. And, um, he was a true artist. He painted murals in the houses that he built with his hands. And wow. he also painted beautiful paintings. He studied in New Orleans. Um, I think he was born in 1922, I believe. And he, uh, went to Korea. Um, and he was a, he was a sign painter in the war and, um, wow. yeah. And so he, and his name was Kelly Golly. So he, I was named after him. And so oh, wow. to me, that legacy uh, lives on. And I, I, I think that he really, um, he really, he meant his work meant a lot to me and he, <laughs> he didn't even realize it. But um, if he had a platform like this, he could have painted every day and loved what he was doing and had people appreciate his work, not just, um, painting signs, even though that's what he loved doing as well. I mean, he, he did his gold dust. And so, right. yeah, he, and he, you know, he, he, but he was an artist and I right. think that having as many platforms for artists and creators are going to keep this world beautiful. That's, that is so beautiful. I was going to say, what would he, what would he say? Like he, he'd have all these just, you know, compared to right now, even to five years ago, or two years ago, it's just mind blowing yeah. opportunities that have come about for creators. Yeah. I don't know what he would say. Um, he burned a lot of his paintings. Um, he was a born again Christian and he burned a lot of his beautiful paintings. Um, we, there, we only have a handful of his paintings. And I think that is, um, to me is like really crazy because I don't think he had the community around him to tell him how beautiful his work work was and work is. Um, I, th I know of like maybe three paintings that are left of his. Um, I know exactly where they are. Um, and, and it, to me, it's, 
Uh, one is called the Saturday Night Bath. It's a family. It's a family taking a, a bath in a wash tub. And one day I'll, I'll get a picture. I think I posted it on Twitter one time, but oh. I'll get a, a better picture because I don't have a really good digital image of it. Um, but it's it's a, the, one of the most beautiful paintings I've ever seen. And that looking at that looking at that picture, that painting for so long when I was growing up. Um, really helped me draw people. You know, I have a thing about drawing faces um, and and hands, and I think that picture actually helped me figure out how to draw. Just having beautiful pieces of art um, really around you and as around you as a child is really important for creativity. Definitely. Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, the style. What's the style of his work? Is it water, like? Pencil? Oil. Oil paintings. Okay. Beautiful oil paintings. Deep, beautiful oil paintings. And when I was little, uh, when I was little, because he burned all these paintings, he, and he like put them in the barn and there were chickens roosting on some of his pictures. And then, you know, my mom had to go and uh, she had to go rescue these paintings and she took it to somebody to get cleaned up. And, and I remember after they were cleaned up, they sat in our house. They they leaned against the walls in our house until, you know, we had enough money to get them framed. And I remember as a child, you know, reading books, sitting down next to these oil paintings. I could smell the oil off of them. <laughs> um, sitting there reading. We didn't have a TV for a long time when I was growing up. Um and uh, we had a lot of musical instruments and a lot of books and then these beautiful oil paintings um, laying around, leaned up against the walls. And so I remember the paint, the smell of the oil paint um, that were coming off these pictures, wow. um, which you don't get in uh, digital pieces. And that is one of the reasons why it, it's very important that I invested in Smart Seal um, with these NFCs, uh, NFTs. Um, that are created because I truly believe in physical art. I truly believe there's, you know, there's a lot of people that say, oh, the, the NFT, the digital asset is much more valuable than the physical asset. I don't believe that. I believe that our reality is real and we should um, make it beautiful and, and populate our reality, which is another reason why I invested in LS space, because I think that populating the metaverse is great in, in games and things like that. Um, but I think creating, uh, and, and populating our world with beautiful pieces of artwork in the digital space, um, in our, in our reality though, in the metaverse is very, very important as well. And when you're walking down the street and you're able to see, um, a beautiful piece of artwork that is just makes you so joyful, that to me is a wonderful thing. Um, but also touching and feeling physical things like clothing and um, and beautiful, seeing beautiful pieces of physical, beautiful oil paintings is so amazing to me um, that I wouldn't want to eliminate that from this world anymore, um, any more than it already has been eliminated. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of people talking about burning physical pieces of artwork. I think is that's a when I hear that, my heart stops. It just yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't really see the point. Like, unless it's like a specific project. Like when I worked on uh, with Justin at the another art launch, they did the burned Picasso, 
they did burn a Picasso where he's smoking a cigar uh, for that yeah. specific purpose. But yeah, I'm with you. I don't, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's very, um, it's very, what is it called when you, you're, my sister, when my brother had a art gallery called La Jungle, not La Valley, but La Jungle down in uh -huh. Soho, Johnny La Valley. And um, my sister, Rachel La Valley, she did this art installation where she was like in the straight jacket. And to me, she sat there for a few days without, you know, it was just kind of, it was an art installation and it was like, uh, what is it called? Like active art or uh, can't remember. Yeah. I know what you're thinking head. about. Um, shoot. They're going to kill me for that. Um, family <laughs> members are the hardest. Um, but you know, you're, I, I think of burning a piece of artwork is trying to get, you know, you know, it's, um, it's an active piece, but it's, for me, it's, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I give, you know, people it's drawn, you know, everybody wants to hear about something like, Oh my God, a Picasso being burned, Banksy being burned and shredded and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it, you know, it draws more attention to this space and I give it to them that it's a great marketing piece. And whoever's gets, doing that is just looking for market. It's a marketing strategy, which. Yeah. Getting attention. Yeah. So I have to leave it at that. You know, I can't say that it's enjoyable for me, but I have to say when that people do come to me like, Oh my goodness, this piece of artwork is burned. I'm like, Oh, it's okay. That's marketing. Yeah, exactly. It's like burning money. You pay people to do marketing. You, uh, you, you know, you could see that as burning money or just trying to get attention. So, you know, yep. attention you, is the asset. <laughs> Yeah, which is crazy. And um, everybody does it differently. And there's really great marketers out there that I'd pay a fortune for. And then there's really people that just, you know, want to burn art. And that's their, that's their, their biggest thoughtful strategy. And, you know, I got to give it to them. It's just burning pieces of art. I mean, a lot of people like, um, uh, um, Max Kaiser likes to like rip up dollars and it's, that's, that's an art form in itself. It's attention grabbing, like ripping up, you know, us dollars. And um, yeah, he likes to do that. He's an interesting guy. If you haven't listened to him, he's, he's, um he's off the, off the hook. Um, Max Kaiser. I'll check him Max, out. Max Kaiser, Stacy Aber. They're, they're, um, they're, they're big supporters of the crypto bitcoin community and oh okay um, that makes sense the kaiser report and he tears up dollars and um it's a show it's a show like i can do this and it's kind of pushing people to realize and recognize there's a new form of money out there and there's very little value in in pieces of paper there's little there's very little value in this um id for example right um unless, unless it's, it's art that you love. <laughs> well, no, there's, there's very, there's very little value. Anybody can say there's very, very little value in anything. And it's really about, you know, someone seeing that value in something like I can take it an old photograph. My mom had this old photograph. I still to this day don't know what it is, but it was a a little black and white photograph. It was one of the oldest photographs that she had. I, I don't really know much about it, but when I was like, I guess I was like three or four or five, 
I didn't really know what it was. And I just sat and talked to her and I was tearing it up. And finally she said, what are you doing? What are you, what is that? And I was like, oh, there was like this piece of paper here. And she was like, oh my God, that was the oldest picture I had of my grandmother. And it was like really very, very old. It was so such a tiny little old photograph. Oops. And I was just sitting there, you know, at four years, I think I was four or five maybe. And I was just sitting there tearing it up into little pieces. And to me, it had no value um, because I didn't know what it was, you know? And yeah. if you don't know what something, what the value of something is, then you don't know. And you, you know, exactly. You, if my so, dad saw Banksy, he would not know that that's what it was. Yeah. And the same goes for people as well. I, you know, I, I, I probably have shared this story before, but one time I met, Stephen Baldwin in an elevator. And I was like, I thought, you know, he seems like a nice guy. And we started talking and he was like, are you going to have coffee? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get my coffee. And I was like, he had this like trolley. So I thought he was like deliver, like a delivery guy. And so he's sitting, he's sitting there and we're talking and the elevator comes and then we get in the elevator and he said, what do you do? And I'm like, I work in the blockchain industry and, you know, and uh, he was like, oh, okay, that's cool. You have you heard of dash? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I, I can, I own some dash. And I'm like, Oh really? And there was an event that was happening at the United Nations that evening, like a cocktail uh, event where people would just get together and talk about cryptocurrency. And I said, Oh, well, if you know, I'm going to this event tonight, if you, you should register for it and put your name down. If, if you're really interested in cryptocurrency, you should go to it. You know, it's, it's, you know, open. Um, and so he was like, okay, cool. And he, and he said, are you going? And I said, yeah, I think I'm going to go. And I'll, I'll probably leave here about 4.30 if you're if, if you want to go with me. Because I was thinking he probably doesn't have enough money to get, you know, to go in like a taxi or something like that. Mm -hmm. So you can ride with me. And, you know, I was trying to, I always talk to people about, you know, taxi drivers, for example. I'm like, hey, do you know about cryptocurrency? Do you know, you know, and I, or I'd go to a, a cafe, you know, anywhere in the world, like, do you take cryptocurrency? Do you take Bitcoin? And so I used to do this like all the time, like 2015, 16. Anyway, so finally he said, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, and I said, well, let me have your phone number just in case. Let me give you your, give you, get your phone number. So he got, I got his phone number and I said, what is your name by the way? And I'll put it in my phone and I'll give you a shout, you know, about 30 minutes before I leave, I'll give you a text message and you can come over and so anyway, he said, it's Steven. And I'm like, is it V or PH? And he's like, it's PH. And I'm like, okay, E-N or A-N. Anyway, and then I thought, well, you're, what's your last name? And he said Baldwin. And I just like looked up at him and I was like, oh my God. And I slapped him. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> then it clicked. Yeah, I realized who he was, but I didn't, I wasn't even thinking like, who is this guy? I was just like, it was just something I was leaving for work and I was going, you know, I was working at block apps at the time. And, um, anyway, it was just a very, very funny moment, but until somebody, until you know what somebody, you know, until you know who they are, you know, it doesn't, it's not nothing to engage with, but once you know what that painting is, if that painting is a, your grandfather's painting, I'm sure, you know, if Picasso was here, if somebody was going to burn his painting, I'm sure he would find it either very interesting or kind of get annoyed about it. Right. Um, I would love so, to hear his thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think 
there's a lot of artists and creators out there. If you burn their work, they're probably going to have something to say about it one way or the other. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So to thank you for all those, that was, that was a really funny story too. I love it. And I like how you said that you were trying to, whoever you'd strike up conversations with, you would want to just get them, just get this on their radar. So they knew about it. So it's not just with a, you know, a certain group of, you know, staying in the community, but all levels of people in our, in the world should know about this. Yeah, it, nothing has value until you know about it, right? And, and until like the third person tells you about something, it's probably not going to have value anyway. So the more people talk about it and not shun it or hide away, you know, like right now we have this thing where, you know, you really shouldn't wear like a shirt that says I'm a Bitcoiner, you know, because, you know, people will think you carry around Bitcoin, you know, um, in your pocket, for example, who don't know about Bitcoin. On the other hand, it's really great to get the word out. It's really great to see Bitcoin. I, I remember walking through an airport, I think it was Atlanta, and I saw an advertisement for Gemini, uh, or no, uh, Grayscale. And I was so excited and I was just like, wow. Or, you know, the first time that Gemini put the advertisements out on the, on taxi tops of taxis, I was so excited. I was like, all right, Winklevoss boys, well done. Um, they had all in the subway, they had rented out all the advertisement spots in the subway that I was on. Um, and I was really excited. about. It. I think that was in 2017 or 18. I was really, really excited about it. And I think that the more and more people see that there is an alternative currency out there and a choice, then then only eventually will they actually um, start to value it as something of value. And I think that, you know, everybody has value. Everything has value, whether it's digital or not. Um, but when you mint it on chain, you can understand the provenance of it. You can understand where it came from, who created it, um, who's owned it, uh, who, who it belongs to. And then it has value to, um, for, for long-term, I believe. Right, definitely. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Kelly. 